Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have APAT himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, GW himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. The Wednesday Comics Forecast. My name is Marvin. Uh, we are here to tell you the comic books coming out for the week of March 13, 2019. Uh, here we go. First with Image Comics. New one here. Assassination number one. Get it? Uh, Kyle Starks and Erica Henderson. Erica is from the Unbeatable Scroll Girl. And uh, Kyle Starks is a writer of Rick and Morty. Uh, so they got a new book here. Hilarious twist on the hitman trope. that will have readers laughing. And Isles over assassination. Uh, the world's former greatest hitman hires the 20th best assassins in the world to be his bodyguards. These mean as hell hired guns and burners must work together to keep a new crime boss safe while attempting to solve the mystery of who's trying to off him. So there you go. There's a new book there if you want that. But speaking of a book, we've been, uh, these guys have been getting for a little bit. Blackbird number six, Sam Humphreys, uh, Jen Bartell, end of story arc. Garrett, what do we think? Blackbird number six. Um, I'm excited. I just read issue five today, actually, uh, catching up with some books and, uh, I loved it. There was something added to the lore in this last issue that made me very excited for this issue coming up. Um, Alex, are you caught up on this? No, I'm when I'm still on issue five. Well, everybody dies. Nah, I'm okay. just kidding. Um, but I was getting out of this book anyway. Yes. No, you weren't. No. Um, good. It's filling that black magic void that Greg Rucka has created in my life. That's with all of his books. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a fun world. Uh, different twist on, like, magic burying people. Um, and there was some new lore they added about how, like, you when you're a human, you kind of have, like, weak magic powers. But something has to happen to you, which I won't spoil for Alex, uh, so that you become, like, fully in control of your magical powers so uh and our main character figures out how to accomplish this and this issue is going to be awesome uh little bird number one of five this is a new book here darcy van poltergeist ian uh boltram uh miniseries premiere one of five here we got a Right, yeah, with the same limitless scope as East to West or Saga, the drama and surrealism of Akira, Little Bird follows a young resistance fighter who battles against the oppressive American empire and searches for her own identity in a world on fire. So there we go. There's a new one. That cover looks pretty great. And if I were to get it, it would be for that art there. Matt Hollingsworth on color. So we know him from Tokyo Ghost. There we go. Um, <laughs> does anybody get Prodigy still? No. Prodigy. I get it, but I'm not cut up on oh, it. Oh, there we go. Prodigy number four, six coming out. That is uh, Albuquerque and um, uh, Mark Miller. Miller. Alex, how's it going? Not cut up. I mean, it's good. I mean, I was I'm interested enough in the Mark Miller, the Mark Miller stuff. I know it's pretty much just written so it can be put on Netflix or what have you. But I still think Mark Miller is a a, a valid writer and has interesting ideas that I don't want to stop him getting his six issue runs. Maybe eventually I will drop them because they're just not worth it, or they're of course they're going to either be on Hoopla or collected somewhere else that I don't have to spend the money for. But as of right now, I still like Mark Miller enough, and he always brings in a great artist. That with Albuquerque on it, I still want to get this book. I'm going to be honest; I would still be on this book if I remembered it was coming out. Uh, I totally forgot about it until Garrett brought it up like last week, saying he wasn't going to get it anymore. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that book." <laughs> <laughs> um, TMNT, here's IDW, Shredder and Hell, number two. Uh, Santa Luco, 
writing and drawing, uh, Orokasaki's hellish journey continues as his twisted path leads him deeper through the underworld. Will he be able to survive an onslaught of demonic forces? Or more importantly, the truth revealed about his own soul. Fanfare artist Mateus uh, Sanaluco returns to the world of TMNT, the most infamous villain in the TMT universe, gets his own miniseries. Alex, what do you think? Number two, heading at you. I am I am super amped for this book, so it's actually uh, about a month later than expected. Uh, I was hoping three would be coming out, but I'm more excited for two because the turtles were in the last issue. Uh, demon turtles are going to go fight Shredder, and as you can see on the B cover, maybe you can't see it, but it's Eastman, and it's just Shredder fighting all these turtles. Uh, cannot wait to hop in this book to see if one of my favorite villains can... I don't even know if I could ever think of him as a good guy, but to know that even his demons are evil turtles makes me excited to be in this book, and can't wait to see when the Shredder shows back up in the ongoing. Uh, Transformers number one, this is Brian Ruckley and Angel Hernandez, Ron Joseph, Gabriel Rodriguez on that cover. A new dawn, excuse me, new era dawns. In the infamous universe, there exists a play planet like no other, Cybertron, home to the Transformers and a thriving hub for interstellar commerce. It is a world brimming with organic and constructive diversity, immersed structures, land, okay, it's it you know what it is. It's Bumblebee, Windblade. We got a bunch of these guys. Garrett, you've been looking forward to this book, right? A restart for the Transformers. Yeah, um, you know that Bumblebee movie kind of reinvigorated my Transformers uh, passion, and this is supposed to take place pre Cybertron War, which is very exciting because we get to see uh, a lot of the Autobots and the Decepticons and like their original armor on Cybertron. Um, and I bet eventually this book will lead to them coming to Earth for the first time. So I think this is literally kind of the best era for Transformers as opposed to like modern day. So I'm excited to read this and see where it leads in the future because I've never had a great opportunity to just jump on a Transformers book. Yes, Bumblebee Tuna. Uh, DC Comics, Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, number one, Scott Snyder, James Tinney the fourth, Eduardo Russo, and Jock Ryan on that cover. Rip from Batman's Greatest Nightmares, The Grim Knight is his world's most dangerous uh, vigilante. Uh, unafraid to use any weapon and go to any lengths to stop those whom he deems worthy of death, trained with the finest arsenal uh, Wayne Money can buy, learning the secret origin of the second deadliest Batman, hand-selected by the Batman who laughs to bring his d- dark plans to fruition. This one-shot is a big 28-page story. Two questions here, Alex. One, are you looking forward to this? Two, when did uh, 28 pages become a big story? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, we're going to let Webster know. Big books mean 28 pages. Isn't that normal? 28 pages? I, I am actually excited for this, though. I think the uh, as much as I gripe about Scott Snyder doing uh, his Justice League, his Batman Who Laughs is great, and Grim Knight is a scary, scary man. I think the most exciting thing is to see what a Batman would be like if he really did enjoy killing and had any reason to kill anybody. And even though our good guy, Bruce is trained with every weapon or is perfection, uh, in his own way to find someone else who enjoys that killing and is going out of his way to hunt down people. That makes me excited. And can the world's greatest detective go up against the world's greatest detective hunter? I'm night. I bring it. I am so on. I'm so ready for this book. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
Uh, Catwoman number nine. This is written by V Ram and art by John Timms. Joel Jones on the cover. First off, Joel Jones not writing this issue uh, makes me weary, but we'll see how it goes. Yep. Uh, Alex, what do we think? Catwoman. Uh, I really enjoyed the last issue. Now we get issue number nine. It looks like we are. This special one-off issue is written by acclaimed writer R. Uh, Ram V, excuse me, and uh, John Timms. So it is just a one-shot. What do we think? One-shots are fine, but what a way to... I realize we're in a secondary arc, and I guess we've kind of finished up where we were last time in issue eight, where uh, Penguin has captured Catwoman, so maybe this fits into what... I shouldn't be complaining, but I am a little saddened to hear that Joel Jones is not doing the writing. I understand not doing the art, that you're a busy lady, you got stuff going on. Um, but I'm a little weary about getting this book now since it's not going to be um, – I'm sure she has something to do with the writing, whether it be just the storyline or what have you. But just, I don't know, kind of rubs me the wrong way to have someone else on a book that I've loved, loved, loved. And I don't know if I'm going to love this one nearly as much or if it's going like, to be sticking my foot in a bear trap. I'm like, wow, this is shit. Now I'm screwed. So I, so I don't know. <laughs> Flash <laughs> number 66, Joshua Williamson, Scott Collins. Uh, Gerald, what do you think Flash uh, Trickster, right on the cover there, what do we think of Flash so far? Um, you know, the Price storyline just wrapped up, and I'm actually like pretty pumped to read a story with Flash and the Trickster. You know, a lot of people don't think of the Trickster as one of Flash's main villains, but he is. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill played him in the old 90s tv show and uh yeah i'm excited to kind of get back to basics i think i hope this isn't another force quest thing um i really hope it's just the trickster it's on the loose and flash has to go beat him like that's what it should be i play the trickster in the old show and the new show yeah he's good in the new show too uh red hood outlaw number 32 scott Lobdell, steven sagovia uh alex what do you think the prince of gotham part one a new uh arc here no longer associated with the bat, even though the bat's crossed out on the DC Universe little banner, but on the Red Hood uh, text logo, there's a bat there. I'm not sure what's up with that. I I still like Red Hood. I think it's, I mean, it isn't always what I want it to be, but it's it's okay. And that's about all I have to say. It's okay. I'm still waiting for uh, Bizarro and Artemis to show up, like I say, every time. And once they show up, uh, I will tweet that book and be like, hell, so the, yeah, this book is fantastic. Uh, but I just I miss that family esque part, and I think that was what made this book more strong for me. Is that he wasn't always having to be this badass, and right now he's I don't know he's not I don't know he's not living up to my expectations for him. But what can you do? I don't write the book. Spoilers. There you go. Book. Alex says no longer a good book. All right. Uh, Scooby Apocalypse number thirty five. Keith Giffen, uh, Heath uh, Corson, Gus Vanquez, uh, Vasquez on this uh, book here. Garrett, what do we think? They're in a mall here. Um, I see Shaggy. Looks like he might be crying. Actually, all of them might be crying. Who's this guy <laughs> to the right there? Who's that? Guy to the right. Let me see. Um, oh, that is uh, Scrappy-Doo. Why is he so big? Because, so basically, Scooby and him were made in the same, like, they were going through the same testing. Well, Scooby got like a higher dose of intelligence where Scrappy got like roids, basically. <laughs> so Scrappy's like roided out and he's like just a badass, actually. He's pretty great. Um, this book, I, I'm still shocked out of all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons that this one is still going strong. Uh, but it's great storytelling. I mean, it's 
Uh, it's filling that uh, Walking Dead void in my life. And, uh, you know, I love the Scooby-Doo characters. You know, there's some twists on who they are and what they're doing and who they're having relationships with. But uh, otherwise, it's the same gang you love. They're just not uh, solving mysteries. So, well, they kind of are, but not as much. So uh, I, I wish it was a full book on Scooby Apocalypse instead of just like three fourths and the rest being secret squirrel or what or adamant or whatever. But what can you do? Hey, where are you? Superman number nine. This is Brian Michael Bennis, Brandon Peterson, Joe Prado, Ivan Rice. Also, um, the secrets of the house of L are revealed as the unity unity saga continues. Uh, Karen, what do you think? We're trying to figure out what happened with, uh, John and father, uh, John, right? No. Father <laughs> Jorel, um, when they uh, were gone for a second, what happened here? What are we thinking? Well, so yeah, the last issue was like a first parter of why John has come back. Uh, and he's basically like the whole issue. He's like, grandpa's crazy. Like, got to get the hell away from him. Like, he's absolutely bananas. Um, and like the first issue kind of talks about how they had done some missions together. Um but then, like, Jor-El starts, like, trying to kind of establish Kryptonian law around and, like, think that Kryptonians should have, like, better treatment because they're Kryptonians. And uh, that's just the start of it. And I know that John has more story to tell about why, like, Jor-El is, is crazy and probably going to come murder us all. Um and it's okay. Like, I think John coming into this book has definitely improved the book. Is it still a good to great book. No. Is it still okay to read? Yeah. I mean, I read it, but, uh, John being in the book does help. John Superboy. Uh, oh. John Dadgerel. Oh, geez. I just woke up. Oh, um, yeah, I know. I know. It sucks. <laughs> it totally sucks. And someday a long, long, long time from now, it might be good again. Who knows? Uh, one on number 66. That is G. Willow Wilson, Carney Nord, Mike Gray, Terry and Rachel Dotson. Right on that cover. Uh, Alex, you're not caught up with this, right? No, I, I'm still, I think, three issues behind now, but I was caught up. Garrett, what do you think? Uh, Giganta in this issue, um, fighting, well, who knows? I don't know what that is supposed to be. Uh, let's see, the Titans, a Titan. Oh, here we go. What do we think? Um, I love this book. I think G. Will Wilson has, uh, re-reinvented Wonder Woman. Like, I think... You know, there was a low period when James Robinson was on the book. Um, and I think with this new creative team, and I, I'm really getting used to Carrie Nord's art, which is awesome. Uh, G. Will Wilson's stories are like a lot of fun because it's kind of getting more to those mythos of like Olympian gods and things like that, rather than one woman fighting a bear in the forest. You know, it's like it's like she's fighting actual Olympians and like things that could affect the human world. So that's what makes this fun is cause like it's Wonder Woman who's kind of the bridge between the human world and the like Greek God world. And it's just so much fun. And I can't wait to see what happens to this issue because I've enjoyed each issue. G will Wilson's been on. Uh, for the record, I would read a book if she fought a bear. That would be, I know, good. but it's like, it's boring. Okay. We get it. She's going to take on the bear. She'll win. Uh, we'll yeah. speak about a bear in a second here. She is trying to be <laughs> Zangief from Street Fighter. <laughs> Marvel Comics, here we go. Had a big hit with Captain Marvel this week, and now they hit us with Age of Conan, Ballet number one of five. I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. 
Uh, I'm not a Conan guy, and uh, but she is the she devil of the sea who would be queen, right, Alex? Teeny Howard, you know uh, Kate Nazimic, uh, who does the art for uh, Man Eaters. Uh, here you go, part one of five. It also includes uh, part one of the old new novella. So there you go. If you're looking for some more Conan, that might be right up your alley. Uh, Made Spider Man. Number 17, Nick Spencer, Huberto Ramos, Hunted Part 1. We've been teasing a huge Craven story since Amazing Spider-Man number 1, and Hunted is here to deliver it. Uh, Sergey uh, Kravinov, as I say, Alex? And his Sergey? What'd I say? Sergey? Yep, SJ. Uh, and his minions have been kidnapping animal-themed characters for months, but they need one more to complete the collection, The Spider. But what does Craven even want with all of them? Find out in Hunted. Alex, what do we think uh, as Craven sits on his throne of thrones? Okay, so this weekend I talked to my wife and I came to an ironic coincidence. I personally don't like hunting, never have gone hunting, but my favorite characters and villains are hunters like Gaston or Clayton from Tarzan or Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I am so Hold excited up a second. To... How is Clayton your fa- one of your favorite characters? There's nothing redeemable about that guy. Yeah, but he but he, he wants to hunt these animals. You just, just like to kill animals. That's what it sounds like. But to the me. weird thing is that, that in real life I don't. So that's why I think it's so interesting that Craven the Hunter is one of my favorite bad guys, and he's hunting one of my favorite heroes. That I'm just like, oh my gosh, it sounds I can't wait like to, get to into me. This. You have a bloodlust, and you're just a coward about it. That's what it is. I, well, I didn't <laughs> want to say that, but it's true. And also, one of my other favorite villains is Shredder, who just wants to have turtle soup. So I've got problems. That's what I'm saying. Uh, aside from not reading my issues, I am so excited to get into the book. And I think the part is me when we're done with this show, the forecast right now. Papa may just open that book and start flipping through some pages and go, hell to the yeah, kill me some Spider-Man. Way to go, Craven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead Man Logan, number 5 of 12, Ed Brisson, Mike Hern- uh, Henderson, uh, Declan Shelby, right on that cover there. Five Fingers of Death. Uh, Gary, are you getting Dead Man Logan? Oh, heck yeah. What do we think? Uh, I love it. You know, when we have shitty Wolverine, as I'm going to call him, because he's shit, uh, in Marvel Comics right now, uh, it's kind of like stepping in a bear trap and there's shit, or whatever Alex said earlier, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> basically stepped in a bear trap and then you saw some shit (laughs) i don't know whatever the fuck you said earlier um but dead man logan is exactly how i want wolverine to be you know i think there was a time where me and alex were like okay maybe we're we're done with old man logan but then we got new man wolverine which sucks and i'm like okay old man logan can stick around a lot longer um but this book's kind of gone through a rebirth because, you know, it's 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 a focus 12 issue event, basically going to take him to the grave, I imagine, or take him back to his family and then the grave. Um, but at where we're at right now, it, it kind of reminds me of like Logan, the movie. It's like these are his last rites and he's going through and he's going to make everyone pay. That's caused him grief in his life uh, before he goes. So it's so much fun. He just, like, each issue, he's a little bit more battle-worn, a little bit more defeated, but he still comes back through every trial and still kicks a lot of ass. So I I bet right now this Wolverine would beat the living piss out of Fire Wolverine, Fireclaw. The Magnificent Miss Marvel, number one. This is Saladin Ahmed. Uh, Minku Jung and Eduardo Parchovich on the cover there. Miss Marvel is back, an all-new ongoing from Eisner Award-winning writer Salomon Ahmed. 
Uh, this is not business as usual in Jersey City. Aliens are wreaking havoc in Kamala's corner of the world, and they seem weirdly interested in Miss Marvel and her family. This is Eisner Award winner uh, Salad Ahmed from Black Bolt and Exiles, and rising star Renku Jung from Batgirl and Nightwing. Take the reins of Marvel's most beloved new characters. You won't want to miss the shocking start of a new era. Uh, I do love this character, Kamala Khan. Uh, I read G. Willow Wilson, Will, Willow Wilson's run, excuse me, uh, and I like that a lot. So I might check this out. I actually looked at the preview while uh, you guys were talking about old uh, Dead Man Logan, whatever it's called, and uh, and uh, it looked pretty great. So, um, well, Solid and Ahmed is writing Miles Morales Spider Man right now, and like I think that's one of the new writers that everyone should keep an eye out for because uh, some great work coming from. Uh, a friend of the show, Sarge, says Black Bolt is good. I want to get into that. Uh, I have to check my uh, sources, uh, Comics Out Jail Limited, see if it's on there. Um, and also, I believe he did. No, never mind. That was uh, Donnie Cates. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Black Bolt. I heard it's really good, so I want to check that out. Uh, but Miss Marvel, I would imagine this character here. I mean, it's a, pr- a brand new character. G. Will Wilson created her. Um, but like two, three years ago, wasn't that too long ago? So uh, I guarantee you probably see more of her, more of her in different mediums in the future. So uh, here we go. Let's. I'm gonna pull this up here, and uh, I know nothing about this. I just wanted to bring it up because uh, you know how me. Uh, Uncanny X Men Winter's End number one. Cine Grace, uh, Nathan Stockman, Javi Garan, Iceman, and, and the X Men get a special visitor from the future. An older Bobby Drake has come to the present to tell him to give up being a superhero. But what could have happened that would change Bobby Drake from the X-Men's resident jokester to a morose mutant? There you go. I'm not sure if this is in continuity with the X-Men thing or this is the side story. I just find it funny that here we go, another X-Men book. It seems like every week. Actually, I skipped over one of them that was starting. Uh, every week, there's at least two, three new X-Men books. There you go. Oh, they are fighting for dear life. Like, what the hell? Remember the time when we thought, like, when... We Marvel was having fights with Fox and they were all dead and uh, no more X-Men books. And all of a sudden we got like 15 every week. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, what soldier? Remember, number f- you, go ahead. Well, I said, do you remember when all new X-Men came out and that was amazing? And then when Uncanny X-Men came out and that was amazing. And then they did that little mix up with the X-Men battle, of the Atom, And I was like, oh, you know, that's a lot of fun. That was a good book. Uh, and then it, it really kind of died off from there. What happened to those days? Because I miss those X Men. I miss uh, that was Bendis X Men. I actually I really enjoy I, those. I want, I want people to listen. I'm actually saying Bendis was a good writer for that book. I really enjoyed those characters. He made me love X Men. He's like good at I a team to. book like that. The man knows how to make a team. And, and now I'm just like, I don't give two shits about X Men. So it's too much. I can't figure to, out what to do. No, it's garbage. Speaking of a uh, character, uh, Lone Wolf, Winter Soldier number four or five, Kyle Higgins, Ron Rice. It's gonna be Rod Rice. Uh, Face from the Past returns at a pivotal time in RJ's deprogramming, uh, but his return but is his return too good to be true, or is it Bucky just being paranoid? What lengths is he willing to go to keep RJ safe, an issue filled with shocking choices? Uh, Alex, what do you think? You uh, been keeping up with The Winter Soldier? Uh, I'm not caught up on this book, but I'm so excited to read it that I'm actually going to put it on this week's list for us. I'm sure that screws <laughs> over all three of us, but it's worth it. To read this book and actually tell you guys this book looks great and that I love it. Because Winter it, Soldier, one, is one of my favorite movies. Cannot wait to read a book that's just about that character. Have you not read issue one yet? No. God, no. So, it's, it's, it's over on the stack somewhere. Well, I will say the cool premise of this 
mini series is, you know, how Winter Soldier was an assassin. Well, basically, he's using his skills now to um, pull people out of like intense situations where they have to be deep undercover or they're targets of other groups and things like that. So he's kind of using his training as a spy in the Winter Soldier. And I mean, he's being a hero, basically, but he's doing it in a spy fashion. Kind of very similar to what I think like Black Widow's doing. If I don't remember, if I can remember right, that she's kind of like trying to also pull people out of espionage and being targets. So Wolverine, isn't she killing somebody? <laughs> I think she's I going out of order to kill somebody for somebody else. Wolverine Long Night Adaptation, number three of five, Ben Percy. Uh, Marcio Takari, Rafael Albuquerque, right on that cover there. The hunt is on. Powerful forces are at play as the search for the serial killer in a small town, Alaska, intensifies, and everyone has their own suspicions as to the culprit, but the evidence keeps pointing investigators back to a certain Claude Loner. Uh, Gary, you getting this? Yeah, heck yeah. How is this? So this is another great Wolverine book. You know, uh, this is based off a podcast uh, tell us or, uh, yeah, podcast show. I can't remember what those are called where they're like an audio show basically. Um, and it's more about Wolverine, like more of him, like a myth or like a folktale. Cause he's not really in the book that much. Um, but he has this like presence in the story that you can just feel about this, like ferocious beast that is Wolverine. And this is how I wish Wolverine, like fire claw, taser face Wolverine, uh, <laughs> sorry. Face. I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy two recently. Taserface Your comes name to is mind. Taserface. <laughs> um, but anyways, this is how Wolverine should be, not how he came back with Charles Soul book. But uh, this is how Wolverine should be. This huge presence that is a hunter, and you know, is good at. I'm just saying, like this is Wolverine. He's a hunter. He saves people. And he's not afraid to get bloody and beaten up to protect people. So that's what this book that's, is. That's Sam and Dean as well. Hunting things, saving people. Right. I like it. Uh, also, he's, he's, he's fighting a bear. Yeah, yeah and he's, he's fighting. fighting. That's hey, what I was saying. Bear this is Wolverine, not Wonder Woman. Um, X-23, number 10. This is Mariko Tamiki and Diego Olatugui. Uh, I don't know if that's right. Probably not. Uh, the mystery behind X Assassins revealed, but what will Gabby and Laura do when they come face to face with an army of genetically altered assassins? Gabby's life will forever change after this. Now, Marvel, that it those are bullet points. Good job. Uh, also, uh, if you can look at that top, I'm going to say eighth of that cover. War of the Realms coming in one month. They got to take up that cover space there. Alex, I mean Garrett, what do we think? X twenty three. I really enjoy it. I think that Tom Taylor, when he was working with these characters and created Gabby that he gave uh, a lot of keys to his kingdom to Mariko Tamaki. And I think the story has been uh, pretty much meeting the bar. It hasn't like excelled because I think that, you know, she's trying to write her way out of kind of what Tom Taylor had envisioned for these characters. Cause you know, you always want to put your own input. Um, but I still, you know, Gabby's still really funny. Laura is still a badass. Uh, they don't still don't explain why she's not Wolverine anymore, which is still frustrating. But I think the book is really good. And 
you know, unlike Wolverine, where you have characters rotating all over the place because you can't tell a cohesive story, this has characters that's been in since Tom Taylor's issue one, and it keeps it all fresh and uh, connected. Buffy the Vampire Slayer number three. This is Jordy Blair and uh, Dan Mora on the interiors. Matt Taylor on that cover there. Buffy and the Scooby Gang. They named that Xander... Uh, was Xander's idea. He's workshopping it. Probably won't stick. Uh, delve deeper into the heart of Sunday Dell's underbelly and makes a shocking discovery about the true nature of Hellmouth. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Drusilla, a.k.a. the Mistress, set her sights on Cordelia as Cordy and Spike find accidental common ground. Uh, Alex, what do we think? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What a, what a nostalgic book to get for someone like me who hasn't I watched Buffy but I wasn't religious in watching it um, if she was on sure I'll watch a girl kick the shit out of some vampires I like that I respect that um, but I think for me to get into this book and to still have that that feel of 1990s early 2000s uh, Sarah Michelle Geller way to go and I think that Dan Mora art I know every time a book that he is on whether it be Klaus or Claus, or however you want to say it, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before we got the new artist, always makes a book look so good, so crisp. Um, the colors are great. This is this is a fun book. I think if you want to have that uh, feeling of your childhood and you don't want to read Turtles, this is the book for you. <laughs> uh, go, go Power Rangers, number 18, Ryan Perrette. Eleonora Carlini, Alpha One's backstory is revealed. Meanwhile, Rita and her mother reconnect after all these years. Will this be the key to powering the dragon coin? Uh, you guys are still getting this, right? Yeah. Holy shit, yes. Um, it's amazing. So good. Uh, question here. First off, uh, Alpha One's backstory. Is that interesting at all? Uh, the two-pagers? I don't know. Is that what it means? Is there like a two-page story in... No, yep. there's a new no because there's Alpha Five is or Alpha One or whatever is the robot that just showed up to help these guys. Well, yeah, but there's always a two-page story at the end. I don't remember there being a two-page story lately. There used to be one in the um, Shattered Grid. There was always those two-page stories. Huh. Well, maybe I'm thinking Mighty Morphin. Um, and good news coming there. So, like, Go Go Power Rangers is incredible. But the good news is Ryan Perrette, who's doing this book, he's going to start writing Mighty Morphin here soon. And it's going to not be about the Shattered Grid heroes anymore. It's going to be about the core five again. So I'm going to definitely be getting that book again one there. And then he'll be able to, like, do events and crossovers and all kinds of shit with the two books. But Go Go looks amazing. And the story has just been the freshest ever since issue one. Uh, compared to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Question for you, is Mighty Morphin getting renumbered, or is it just going back to what it was? No, it's just going to go to the next issue, just like ARCs. I don't know. That interests me, but it also doesn't. Like I agree, having him be writing both books, but at that point in time, you almost don't need to write both books, just make them one book. Alex, uh, does it not interest you because they're not renumbering it? You don't want to have that gap? No, I mean, because I, 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 w- I jumped on when the book first started, and then I got back on for the tie-in with Shattered Grid, and it's fine. And I'm sure he'll start over and just not even not necessarily reboot it, but he can start his own arc, and I could be just fine. What but if Dan Moore think, art's on it? You you know me. If Dan Moore is on the book, I'm getting it. So <laughs> if you tell me Dan Moore is doing even five issues, shit, I'm back on that book. Let's read it. Uh, that's the week of books. Alex, what do you think? What looks like to be your pick this week? I, 
You know what? Honestly, I think I'm going to say uh, Wolverine the Long Night. Gary got me kind of amped to read this, and I, I have the other two issues that just haven't gotten to them yet. Uh, I really want to read a Wolverine book. I was going to say Amazing Spider-Man, but until I get caught up, there's no reason to tell you guys. You already know I love that character. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Wolverine Long Night. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Transformers number one. Um, I've always wanted to be on a Transformers book and really never had a chance or figure out a good place to jump on. So what not? what's not better than a number one? So I'm going to jump on and uh, hopefully it'll be really good because, you know, I, I really, you know, I remember watching the old classic cartoons as a kid and it'll be fun to kind of get that nostalgia and see those classic Transformers. Man, those those came out like what thirty years before you were born. Damn, I, I know, but they show reruns. <laughs> uh, slim picking boys for me. Um, looking at this here, I don't know if I have that many books coming out. Uh, I might have to try a new one, or actually, you know what, the Mar- uh, marvelous uh, Miss Marvel or Magnificent, excuse me. Uh, I'll try that out. Let's. I'll check that out. See how that's going. Um, it looks good. I like this preview here. It looks uh, good. I like the coloring of that baby. So I'm gonna check that out. Because it looks like otherwise, I got like one book, so uh, we gotta uh, you, we gotta fill it out there. Uh, Alex, what do we think uh, weather wise? How's it looking? It looks like uh, spring is trying to uh, sucker punch winter in the face. Uh, especially today was a nice day. I'm looking at this forecast here from your colleagues, and uh, looks like we got some uh, nice weather coming up here. What do you think? Well, I think you're forgetting about the precipitation that's going to be coming. Though we're going to get like two inches of rain. And then out west, they're going to get snow. We live in South Dakota. Spoilers. Uh, there's going to be snow, and there's going to be this nice little sleeve of ice. And then there's going to be rain. And it's going to be like two inches of rain. Get your ponchos out. Get your umbrellas out. Most likely get your boat out because you're going to need it. Um, <clears throat> put your dogs away. Put your four-wheel vehicles away. You don't need them. Get your airboat. Watch out for crocodiles. <laughs> Alex, it looks like here. Let me read this for you here for one of your colleagues. Uh, let me know if you concur. And also, I want to know how do you keep your comics safe during this type of weather? Rain with thunderstorms. Also possible Wednesday after 8 a.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rains. Areas of fog high near 46. East wind 5 to 15 miles per hour with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of uh, precipitation is 100%. Uh, heavy rains. Get your comics. How does that work out? So what I do is I put my books in the bag. They're already put in a bag. I turn it upside down and I wrap the open part underneath and then I stick it up my shirt. Oh, and you sounds... run like hell. And then I run like hell. What if they fell out? What would you do? I would probably throw myself in front of a car. So. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't go try to rebuy them all? Screw it. It's not worth it. It's going to throw myself in front of a car. <laughs> uh, so when you put it in, well, I actually got a legit question. So when you put it in your jacket to start running, do you hold your arm with inside the jacket or do you hold the comics from the outside of the jacket? Oh, no. The, the hand is still holding them inside my, my coat. So oh, okay. So you got a hand, you got a hand yeah. inside, so you got I, a hand outside. Which hand yeah. do you go inside? Your left hand, right? I'm left-handed, but I would probably actually do my right-handed just for the fact that I need my left hand to open my car door. Uh, don't you have one of those uh, keyless entries? I do. So well, why would it matter which hand? It's not like you can put a key in. It, it, 
It doesn't, but then I, it's more gradual when I go to sit in the car that my right hand didn't open it. Okay. So next time I see you, you're running through the rain from the comic shop. I know you have the comics in there. Drop kick you and see what happens. One, if I actually saw you outside in the rain, I'd be impressed. So by all means, drop, <laughs> drop kick me all you want. Because <laughs> you'll think you're a ghost. Hey, Alex, I can't be outside in those elements. You know, uh, i got to stay inside. Yes. Uh, Garrett, what do we think? Came home today, and uh, those roads aren't looking too uh, fresh out there. Uh, these changing uh, temperatures, these uh, snow. Uh, we had snow, and it rained on top of it, and this rain couldn't go down the drains because of all the snow. And so places flooded. This, this whole thing's a mess. What's going on here? You know what? All I'm going to say is just picture that you're in a Batmobile because that's what's going to be like. You're going to be shaking. You're going to be sliding. You're going to be creating huge waves of water as you drive. Uh, you know, you'll fly through those potholes because they might be even frozen in still. So if you think of like Batman Begins when the tumbler lands in the Batcave, that'll just be you driving the whole way to the shop or uh, around town. So be safe. But get those comics because it's more important than your life. Clearly, because uh, Alex would go kill himself. The uh, his comics. Garrett actually something that we uh, have talked about a lot in this show is potholes, and the uh, city has a new app out that you can report a pothole and they'll come fix it. Um, and it says so far they've uh, fixed. Let's see, what did it say here? Uh, so far they fixed seven hundred ninety uh, sixty nine of them, and it looks like if you look at how many are left, it looks like uh, another seven hundred. So I mean, they got the well, I don't cut think, off. I them. didn't. I didn't. I didn't okay this app. Hey, the city put it out. You know what they told me? And you listen to the end, and you tell me if you're angry or not. They came to me and said, "Hey, we're gonna put this, out this app. We can't reach Garrett. We don't know what's happening here." And I said, "I don't know." Give him a call, and I gave him your phone number. Turns out, I gave him Corey's phone number on accident. Ah, uh, shit! Now you know nothing's. They, they called him, and all he said was, "Yeah, go ahead," because uh, he didn't understand what's going on. Now they got this app out there, and. Uh, they think they got your seal of approval, but they got Corey's. Can you take Corey to court for that, or you take the city to court? You know what? I think the city should take Corey to court, because <laughs> clearly we're wasting a lot of money. You think if Corey signs something for you, pretend to be you, that's fraud, right? So right. would he have to be arrested, and then you take the city to court? Well, I'd have to press charges. Would you press charges? Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have this hashtag guess also one. Let him know that uh, we are on the lookout. He is a wanted man for making this pothole app happen. Uh, you know what? This week of books, I mean, it doesn't look too exciting. Last week, we got, we got a little spoiled last week. Uh, a lot of good books last week. This week, uh, who knows? I mean, There's a lot of question marks. There are a lot of new number ones that could try out and see how they work out. You guys have a nice uh, gambit of books. The Wolverines and the... Uh, uh, Manny Morphin, excuse me, the Go-Go Power Rangers, and the, that new Batman book, the Grim Knight. Uh, maybe I'll try that out. No, I, I didn't read that Man Who Laughs thing. Uh, you know what? Sometimes you kind of feel all of it. Maybe this week I'll read something from the past. Who knows? Maybe dis- maybe Descender. I'll reread that for the second time, and we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, it's going to be rain this week, and like Alex said, it can't go outside. You might melt. So I got to stay inside read some comics. For Wednesday Comics... I've been Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep reading those books.